from WREL News and the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. This is your coronavirus North Carolina news brief for Monday, June 8th, 2020. I'm Cliff Baumgartner. Here's the latest from WREL.com. The number of people hospitalized with COVID-like symptoms across North Carolina has reached a new high. Today, the state reported that 739 people are in the hospital, the highest one-day total since the coronavirus pandemic began. There have been more than 36,000 cases of the virus in North Carolina since early March. New cases of the novel coronavirus are rising faster than ever worldwide, at a rate of more than 100,000 a day over a seven-day average. Over the weekend, the North Carolina Department of Health and Human Services released numbers showing that 10% of coronavirus cases have come back positive in the last week, another new high. While it's expected more cases will be discovered as testing continues to ramp up, DHHS says that this boom in confirmed positives shows the viral spread is increasing as well. The high numbers come as North Carolina continues its phased reopening plan. Governor Roy Cooper closed businesses across the state back in March, but now faces several lawsuits from owners saying that his orders shutting them down during the pandemic are unconstitutional. Tomorrow, the North Carolina Senate is expected to take up a bill to bypass the governor's orders and allow gyms to reopen ahead of schedule. Cooper has pushed back against the bill, saying it would prohibit the state from closing businesses in the future should another coronavirus spike occur. Recent protests have also complicated matters. State officials are encouraging peaceful demonstrations, but warn the mass gatherings could lead to greater spread of the virus. They're asking protesters to wear facial coverings and practice social distancing as much as possible. And health experts say anyone participating in a protest should get tested for COVID-19. Today, the North Carolina Department of Health and Human Services put out guidance and safety processes that would allow students to return to the classroom. But Governor Roy Cooper warned that coronavirus metrics must be moving in the right direction to put those plans in place. Today, the NCDHHS released a 26-page toolkit for K-12 schools that outlines both requirements and recommendations, including a three-stage plan for social distancing dependent on state metrics. The plan assumes metrics like the daily average of new cases, overall hospitalizations, and percentage of positive tests get better or remain stable. Governor Cooper said with cases and hospitalizations on the rise, the public needs to participate in measures to control the spread, saying, quote, we will need to come together and each do our part to change the trends of these numbers if we want to get our kids back to school. The full Strong Schools NC Public Health Toolkit can be found on the NCDHHS website. New Zealand appears to have completely eradicated the coronavirus, at least for now, after health officials said today the last known infected person had recovered. The announcement was greeted with joy around the country and means the nation of 5 million people will be among the first to welcome throngs of fans back into sports stadiums, embrace crowded concerts, and remove seating restrictions from flights. More cases are likely to be imported as people enter the country. For now, the border remains shut to all but citizens and residents, with some limited exceptions. Everybody who does enter has to go into quarantine. Experts say a number of factors have helped New Zealand wipe out the disease. Its isolated location in the South Pacific gave it vital time to see the devastating spread of the virus in other countries. And New Zealand's prime minister acted decisively by imposing a strict lockdown early in the outbreak. In all, just over 1,500 people contracted the virus in New Zealand, including 22 who died. 
Lastly, today a group of economists declared the U.S. economy entered a recession in February as the coronavirus struck the nation, ending the longest expansion on record. The economists said that employment, income, and spending peaked in February and then fell sharply afterward as the viral outbreak shut down businesses across the country, marking the start of a downturn after nearly 11 full years of economic growth. A committee within the National Bureau of Economic Research, a trade group, determines when recessions begin and end. It broadly defines a recession as a decline in economic activity that lasts more than a few months. For that reason, the NBER typically waits longer before making a determination that the economy is in a downturn. In the previous recession, the committee did not declare that the economy was in recession until a year after it had actually begun. But in this case, the NBER said the collapse in employment and incomes was so steep that it could much more quickly make a determination. The unemployment rate is officially 13.3%, down from 14.7% in April. Both figures are higher than in any other downturn since World War II, a broader measure of underemployment that includes those who have given up looking and those who have been reduced to a part-time status is 21.2%. On Friday, the government said that employers added 2.5 million jobs in May, an unexpected gain that suggested job losses may have bottomed out. A recession ends when employment and output start to pick up again, not when they reach their pre-recession levels. So it's possible that the recession could technically end soon. While the recession itself may be short, Economists agree it will take much longer to rebound, and the full effects of the recession may not be clear for some time. This has been your Coronavirus North Carolina News Brief for Monday, June 8, 2020. As always, if you like the information and resources you get from this show, let us know. Leave a rating and review wherever it is you listen. And while you're there, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss our new episodes. Thanks for listening.